0: Welcome everyone to the completely unnecessary podcast for Tuesday, December 8th christmas season holiday season 2020 that's ian ferguson i'm here i'm pat Contry, feeling feeling worn out on the show today we'll be talking about lots of fun stuff we're talking about uh warner brothers movies coming to hbo max same day as theater in 2021 sony's internal leaked report about people preferring single-player games and, and we'll, we'll ponder things like, what if Game Boy games come to the Switch Online? What, what do we want to see? Maybe voicemails. Q&A. Ian, how, how was your weekend? What did you end up doing?
1: What did I end up doing? I worked. It's work
0: weekend. Work it's December. It's the busiest time of the year uh,
1: for Luna. So just busy, busy, busy. Um, yeah, other than that, not, not a whole lot. Uh, Vani and I started watching the new episodes of Pokemon they put on TV. Uh, it's a bad show, but I like it. It's like mashed potatoes. It's comforting. It's not complex. Very simple.
0: What I call I only call mashed potatoes bad though. I mean, bad for you. But they're not bad. They're, 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 they're tasty mashed potatoes. They're,
1: they're they're easy and simple and
0: quick. Um, oh. I made split pea soup. Why don't you Why don't you watch Unsolved Mysteries? There, all the episodes are on YouTube. I've watched I, I've watched like the first six or seven seasons okay. of Unsolved Mysteries. Is that the classic seasons. Up to yeah, like, ninety three. I I've watched. I I did
1: that a few years ago. They put those on Amazon Prime. And uh Vani and I Tore through most of those pretty quickly Well now
0: though unfortunately on Amazon Prime It's like a deal with IMDB or something So now there's like full 3 minute commercial breaks It's like you're watching on TV So I prefer prefer everyone watch them on YouTube It's official, the same releases You can watch them on YouTube right there You only get like the one commercial maybe In 45 minutes I, I, I've been falling asleep to them again like I did a couple years ago and I think it's, it screwed up my sleep A little bit but I haven't been taking the CBDs, So it's like Robert Stack's voice calms me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Talking about
0: it, missing and dead, dead hitchhikers. It's
1: somehow. calming. Once they get to like the the stories where they're reuniting people, that's where I can.
0: I don't understand that. You, you don't like you don't like the happy ending. After, after death and mayhem for a half hour, you don't like the one positive palate cleanser. Right? I don't. It's nope. teary eyed. Are, are you? Are, do you have a soul? Do you, like, you don't like, want people to be happy and reunited after, like, being torn away from their, from their mother's arms 30 years before? You I know, have I don't no care? soul. No soul. No, I'm serious. Like, what the hell? Like, why don't you like that? You never got choked up watching one of those, ever? No.
1: No, I find them to be a little tough to watch.
0: A little tough to watch? Yeah. It's tough to
1: watch people being reunited. It, it's awkward. I mean, it's just, it's awkward to watch. I'm happy that they got reunited. I don't think we need to have cameras on it.
0: Well, 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 that's the only reason that they got this. The only reason that's on TV; otherwise, they wouldn't know. I realize it's very, you know? it's very tough. It's okay, so you don't, strange. you just, you don't like, you don't like the the public display thing. Okay. Um, this weekend, what did I do? Oh, I, I, uh, I'm putting together an NES Punk video, so I, I was going to edit that, it probably won't be done by uh, this weekend. Which is the NES Marathon, tenth annual, benefiting Feeding America. Twelfth uh, December twelfth, Saturday, ten a.m. Pacific. That's one Eastern, and then um, what is that? Twelve Central. Then Mountain. I don't know what Mountain times on anymore. I have no idea. Mountain day- time, daytime day- savings. I don't know where Mountain time or Arizona is at the same time now in Arizona. I don't know. Let's just get rid of. Can we get- Can we get rid of this uh, next time when we spring back? That's it. We're done. We're just done. That's, that's what I would prefer.
1: No, we, we don't fall, need
0: it. Fall back. Spring forward no we spring forward we spring ahead we yeah. spring ahead we spring, spring forward, forward fall back. back so after we spring spring forward let's be done with this thing come on let's do it um, anyway so it's a good, good cause we're still looking for sponsors last minute sponsors um, go to, go to com, which will redirect to the uh, donation site and then we're almost at $3,000 right now excuse me and then Ian's Um, um <clears throat> and then if you donate at least $100 there will be there will be a chance for you to select a game for us to play. Otherwise, we'll spin the wheel. Uh, every, like, $500, we'll spin the wheel and see what comes up. Uh, Ian will be defending his, his uh, pro wrestling title. Tom and Lisa demanded it in, in their donation. He must bring the, the belt. The IC belt has not been defended for a while. Um, and then we'll have fun. We'll have a lot of fun. And it's it's going to be uh, potentially knock on wood featured on Twitch's page, so it'll, it'll be... Um, Lots of eyeballs on it, and it's for a great cause, a lot of people are suffering this year. Uh, a lot of people are going hungry, which is bad, and especially in the u s it's embarrassing um, so uh yeah, let, let's do something good, something good you know let's do some good stuff. uh you know you know it's not doing good stuff. <clears throat> a Nintendo hacker sent to prison. This hacker boy who got, who's
1: being sent to, sent to the jail. Uh, hacker who stole proprietary information from Nintendo sentenced to three years in prison. Ryan Hernandez pled guilty to federal, rec- federal crimes related to a Nintendo computer hacking uh Scheme. He had to pay two hundred fifty nine thousand three hundred twenty three dollars to Nintendo in damages. uh The three years is for federal crimes related to his computer hacking scheme, but also possession of child pornography found on digital oh. devices. So it's not just the Nintendo stuff. Oh, he got off light, then
0: it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. So it this sounds like that's... total slime ball. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well if I read from the story, Nintendo and the FBI, when they when they first caught him when he was when he was like uh, he was a minor, he was like sixteen, they said, Okay, knock it off. We'll we'll let it slide. And right. he didn't. He didn't let it he didn't let it slide like when, when Nintendo let it slide, but he, he kept doing it. So I have no sympathy at all for this person, even before the C P stuff.
1: None yeah none uh no reason to feel any sympathy for this person seems like a, a big jerk disgusting when, when when um when uh besides the child pornography uh oh, let's say it again ian so, so we were kicked off out of youtube yeah, <laughs> yeah. um you know, uh, that's obviously uh, that that's it right there. That, that's all you need to be a bad person. But then uh, if you are underage and you get caught hacking and a company gives you a second chance.
0: Yeah, and this is people that Nintendo is, 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 is upsetting a lot of people right now. This is where Nintendo is trying to do the right thing. They're like, oh, it's a kid. Let it, let, let it go. Uh,
1: yeah, fucking maybe go. Eh, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Maybe I'll get caught again. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't keep pushing the fucking
0: envelope. According to the records filed in the case in 2016, while still a minor, Hernandez and and an associate used a phishing technique to steal credentials from a Nintendo employee who were exploited to gain access to and download confidential Nintendo files related to its consoles and games. That stolen information, including pre-release information about the anticipated Nintendo Switch console, was leaked to the public. In October 2017, following an investigation into the hack, FBI agents contacted Hernandez and his parents at their California residence Hernandez promised to stop any further malicious activity and confirmed that he understood the co- consequences of any future hacking. Well, apparently not. He didn't. So, apparently not. And then, so then they take your computer and they find some uh, some bad uh, stuff on it as well. Because of this, you idiot, you absolute moron. You're, you, I mean, holy God, you you got a golden ticket and you just pissed all over it. Wow. So he, so he returned to do this from June eight from June of uh, 2018 to 2019. Hernandez returned to his malicious activities, hacking into multiple nano servers and stealing confidential information about various popular video games, gaming consoles, and, and, and developer tools. He boasted he boasted about his hacking exploits on several online and social media platforms. That's smart, such as Twitter and Discord, and leaked some of the stolen information to others. There you go, yeah, online chat. So like he was saying, "Come arrest me, come get me." FBI? I mean, like, what do you expect's going to happen? And so the FBI got him. There you go. God, Godspeed, you fucking idiot. That's the only thing I could say. Uh, oh, man. Well, that's where Nintendo tried to do the right thing, but Nintendo's uh, pub- public image uh, currently is taking a couple of hits uh, for a couple different things. You, uh, you want to talk about this? Uh, Nintendo, Nintendo uh, shutting down their Splatoon tournament. Yeah, Nintendo has not done a particularly
1: good job of looking good to the public recently. We talked about the uh, Melee tournament getting shut down. Uh, Well, over the weekend, an official uh, Splatoon uh, live tournament had its stream canceled. It wasn't the tournament, I don't believe, but the live stream was canceled. Uh, They said that it was due to executional challenges, Um, but in reality, many people think it was because most of the teams in the, I think, it was top eight had free melee uh the hashtag free melee in their team names and they think that this probably upset nintendo um no way to know for sure but i mean i i, I can't see nintendo particularly wanting to give um oh. airtime or a stage to uh you know uh, that issue um since that has plagued them for the past couple of weeks yeah, poking 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 the bear there um using the names and Nintendo uh, also apparently sent a cease and uh, uh, They shut down um, sales for charity focused Joy Con designs, um, I believe, that were uh, honoring Etika, the the streamer who passed away this past year. Um,
0: I don't know. It, 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 because of copyright, the um, trademark trademarks. of the Joy Con. That's what I read. This one was a little bit weird to me because it wasn't just like, oh, you're not allowed to sell Joy Con you know, slip covers. I think because everyone does that, right? That's not, I mean, I yeah. think it was specifically it's called Joy-Con Boys. I think that's where Nintendo was like, you, that's where they said you can't do that. I, 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 there was an article I saw with an interview of the guy running it who kind of said that. He's like, well we have to redesign this. So it wasn't as harsh as I think is what people claimed it to be. But with all the... Sure, it's just everything coming
1: one after another. Bad timing. Making Nintendo look petty. And while uh, with nuance, I do understand the um, big house stuff to a degree. It's upsetting that Nintendo isn't stepping in and trying to do something, anything for uh, the affected communities uh the, the fan bases um they haven't had anything to do all year because of covid um you know if if that was really a big deal to nintendo and they cared they could have at least reached out and tried to do a different tournament sure um but it, you know shutting that down shutting the live stream down um shutting down these joy cons it's it's all over ip which nintendo is extremely
0: picky about yeah they're, they're touchy about it i i, I it would be nice to, to work to I mean, it sounds like they're going to allow this to go forward from what I saw. Like, it's just they got to redesign these these uh, Joy-Con shells, um, and, and not use, like, I guess, the word Joy-Con. On. I think that's it has to be that's the one thing they're, that's that's trademarked. But I, I wish there was a way to get ahead of this. If this could have been set up, this would have been a lot of good PR for Nintendo to set this up. I'm like, okay, you know, go forward uh, with that. But you know, who who knows if Nintendo wants to deal with this at all? You know, and many of them it's like small potatoes, you know, but... Anyway, it's not looking good for Nintendo right now with some of this stuff. No, they, I mean,
1: Nintendo needs to... I've said it before. They they need to work on their... Um, their... Uh, so Not social media presence, but their community outreach, I guess, is yeah. what I'm saying. You know, uh, they have lots of fans for these games that have developed vibrant, competitive scenes. And... Um, sure they don't have to do anything with it if they don't want to but it
0: it would only help them to get out i of think it. foster that get out ahead of it like with with the the metroid um uh was it remake that it was am, AM amr2 is that the word am2r which one was it anyway i well like, with things like that i think part of it is that they get hit with it without knowing nintendo like okay we got to clamp this down not not that if they were, if, if the developer came to them and said, hey, I'm making this game, they would have said, well, you, you shouldn't. But if if there was a way, just think of a way to work together before this stuff hits. Before it gets to the point where it's like, well, you went behind our backs. So if there's a way to work alongside some of the community, obviously that would be better. And they could even say, all right, you're doing this slippy thing, Let's, just to let you guys know you can't use it for any official thing publicly or else we're going to get you until they do it and then get it. Well, then again, they warn them. So I don't know, I'm i just spitballing, but it seems like Nintendo and the community are really butting heads right now mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff. I and mean, it's unfortunate because obviously people love Nintendo's Nintendo's products and games. Obviously, a lot of people built careers on that. So I don't know. Ho- hopefully it gets better in 2021. Um. If you're a fan of boxing, Ian... You can see uh, Logan Paul sit back in the ring. His brother, Jake Paul, just uh, knocked out uh, NBA uh, slam dunk champion. Oh, God, I can't th- I remember his name. Uh, it, was, it happened two weeks ago. It was a meme. Um, so, he and, J- and Jake Paul called out Conor McGregor like that. like that would be a good idea. But for some reason, there's going to be an exhibition boxing match in February between Logan Paul, who who drew with KSI once, which I watched on that fight. He lost, but it was a draw. Then the second time, it was decision win for KSI, uh, I believe. So um, he's going to fight Floyd Mayweather, one of the best boxers ever, ever, of all time, in February. Uh, Floyd Mayweather is obviously weighs a lot less than Logan Paul. He's 43 years old. I don't care if he was 53 years old. Um, this is a joke that this is happening and uh, even uh you know dana white who says some stupid things some, sometimes but he's a big boxing fan says that this is a state of boxing unfortunately where like the big events are these absolute jokes and, and he's right to an extent boxing has been getting better the past couple of years but i don't know i don't understand how it went from youtubers being loudmouths and you know filming dead bodies in japan to now we're gonna have people like why would you want to watch him box? like why I why, like why do you want to watch him box? That's not what he's known for. It's not how he, you know. Supposedly he's gotten better with his with his podcast, and it seems like he's turned over, like he's he's matured. As people are saying, but like why do you want to follow this guy? Thinking oh, I like a YouTuber. I think he can beat up someone in the ring. Like what what does that have to do with anything? I just don't. I don't get it. Mayweather for him it's a paycheck. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to train for the fight. He barely he didn't really train for the Conor McGregor fight and 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 carried McGregor. So he doesn't have to train for this. And if he wants to, he can knock out Logan Paul. He probably won't. But he, he he'll put on a show, barely get touched by anything, and I don't understand this at all. It's it's a freak show. I mean, I'm gonna check it out. I, I'm cu- I'm curious. It works. I mean, I'm not gonna buy it probably, but I'll check it out. You know the highlights. It's insane to me.
1: I I yeah I have no interest in it. In fact, up until you said this right now, because I saw Jake Paul was in the news recently for boxing, I thought this was another Jake Paul match. I just realized that Logan I'm just It was Nate Robinson he knocked out yep. Jake Paul. The Jake Paul and um Logan Paul. I get the two of them confused. And yeah Logan, Logan Paul's
0: Logan Paul is the older, slightly more mature one. Jake Paul's the idiot who who just did like you know, helped uh uh loot the frickin' mall in Arizona during during the protests and got arrested.
1: Yeah, he got raided by the, like, guns and firearms or something
0: about a yeah, month he's ago, too. Yeah, he's, he's even worse than his big brother. Yeah. He's worse. Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy,
1: like, I, I'm sitting here yeah. thinking, I'm like, hey, you know, Logan Paul turning over a new leaf. I'm like, wait a second, this is the guy that just, like, two or three years ago... We were covering for yes. filming, a, you know, a, a dead hanging body in a in a suicide forest. In yeah, Japan. but
0: but it seems like like Logan Paul sees that COVID's a, a, like a threat, then Jake Paul did interview saying that it's you know it's like a hoax. Yeah, so it's and, like, so there's there's going to be a better Paul. Either way, they're both getting in the ring, and idiots are paying money to watch them box. They have no business right Unfortunately, ring. the way things work dictates that there does hey. have to be one Paul that is slightly better than hey. the other Paul. Hey, hey. I understand the YouTube algorithm has changed in the past few years. Things have been different. The, the, you know, the, the money is one, what it used to be, but there's still brand deals. But I guess you want that money to get it in the ring. You know what? I'll get in the ring with for someone for, for half a million dollars, uh, You know, a YouTuber that, that doesn't like me. I'll do that. Why not? Fuck it. I'll do it. So if someone's going to pay, let's do it. Who out there doesn't like me? that that wants to all that can support people buying a pay-per-view you know it can't be just some random person because no one cares about you it's got to be a, a big youtuber who <laughs> should i fight there's a list of like four people who probably want to fight me um yeah yeah it's a freak show it's a freak show Ian. all right what else is going on Oh, you know what's going on, Ian? Pins. Holidays. Books. Holidays are here. So you got pins and books and enamels and RBI baseball stickers, the unlicensed ones, at ultimate Nintendo.com. Uh, if Honestly, if you want to make sure you get, uh, if you order a book, you want to get it before Christmas. Things are always slower when you ship things like a week before Christmas because it's, it's it gets nuts. I would probably order it to be safe by like this Saturday the 12th. Order, order your stuff, especially the books because they come from the warehouse and they get they get locked down. The warehouse isn't just my stuff. It's a lot of people's stuff that they got to get out there. So make sure you get your order in by, I'd say, the 12th. That gets you a good 12 days before Christmas in order to get your your books at UltimateNintendo, uh, com. So thank okay. you so much. Order your goods. Um, I'm also on Cameo. If you want a Christmas message, Cameo.com slash Pat Contry. And if you're in Europe you want the Super Nintendo books, go to uk our pal pal Kieran there selling those Ian uh prototype news uh Final Fantasy Protorom was released um by Hidden Palace this came from our friend Stefan's uh Batch-O Batch-O prototypes Batch-O that, What was it, like a month ago or like We talked about it It was like 25 pro- Super Nintendo NES prototypes
1: It could have been a month ago It could have been six months ago The time I, doesn't matter I, I anymore would not, not be here. able to tell you time, time does not exist Does it feel
0: like December To be I'm going to be perfectly honest no, Does it feel no, like December No 2020 is like a stamp This it's feels just like
1: The, the it, year existed It happened It happens.
0: feels like If it wasn't for the weather It could be like September 12th right now Like it could be like Like three months ago Or two months ago It's so weird Sorry, go on No, that's right. So it's an early uh, prototype.
1: Uh, It says in the article that it likely reflects a stage in development where the text was starting its second translation pass. Um, So a lot of the text is going to look different than the finalized text. There are some spelling errors. Uh, For instance, ghost is spelled wrong. Um, Attack names are still generic. Um, But this is is interesting. It's a very early look at what would become uh, Final Fantasy in the U.S.
0: That's all I have to say. That's really all I've got. You ever talk it. about the image where it says, "Who want to learn the spell? <laughs> Who want to learn the, spell? <laughs> Who learn the oh, spell?" I wish that was the final, uh, the final uh, version of the fantasy. There, nobody touches Just my princess, princess. Light, Light warriors. warriors. You impertinent guys! Wow, impertinent. Uh, I Garland will knock you all down in a minute. What's wrong with that? How did that? How did they change that? <laughs> Impertinent is a great word. I got to add to my vocabulary. <laughs> That's a good one. Who want to
1: learn the spell? Though? Who want to learn the spell? <laughs> who want to be a billionaire? <laughs> this would be fun to uh, play. I think just for the the text that they, they um they were saying that perhaps this was not being translated by a uh, native English speaker. It may have been um a a, a person who from Japan who knew. English
0: secondarily I was going to say who wanna impertinent is not a common word impertinent adjective not showing proper respect rude so there you go I gotta add that to my vocab it's a good word I gotta fit it into a certain N64 guidebook review somehow impertinent gotta find who was impertinent in doing a, a game that was bad
1: Um, They say that it was possibly uh, translated uh, in-house at Square by uh, Keoru Moriyama. Uh, That's from an interview given by Frank Cifaldi on the unreleased localization of the sequel. That person also did the localization for the unreleased sequel that never came out. So I believe the English language that we see in that
0: prototype is um, translated by the same person who did this. That's interesting. Oh, that, that that reminds me of Frank Zafolly. Pat has prototype news. I got I I can bring something to the table every now and then here. I'm not just some goofball who who doesn't really know about stuff talking about it here, right? So someone on Twitter contacted me that in Canada they got a Big Nose the Caveman game uh, somehow. I don't know if it was eBay or they found it. The label was entirely different art. Really, it was a it was a labeled game, different art. The manual was different art, and the poster it it looked like John Goodman. Almost from um, Flintstones. That's what the, it wasn't as goofy as the normal Big Nose of Caveman, and so I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And I looped in Frank, and Frank said, "Yeah, that's a prototype." And then when he when he put on the title screen, the guy said it said Galoob first, and Galoob put out um, the um, what is it? Galoob put out the uh, Game Genie, um, but then in Canada it was Comerica, in the U.S. it was Galoob. So like, there's some relationship there, but so the title screen was different. And then Frank said, Frank has obviously infinite prototype knowledge. He said that there were other prototypes that Camerica did that had like, it had a white box, a white box that was written on it, what it was. And Frank said that was similar to other ones he had seen from uh, Camerica there. So there you go. Maybe it gets dumped. Not not, not a huge amount of big nose the caveman fans there. It's a, it's an all right game. <laughs> it's not a bad game. The sequel is more like Sonic on, on, on a wheel. Uh, big nose freaks yeah, out. Yeah, big
1: nose freaks out. It's, as an, a it's weird an interesting game. game.
0: It's an interesting game. Trying try, try to trying to be Sonic on the NES there, but that's you know P- Pat's contributing something here. I'm not just a goofball with big hair, am I? Yes, you are. Yes, I'm contributing something, or yes, I yes I have goofball. You're a goofball. Oh, Ian, you should have left it vague. Now I know you hate me. Uh, then there, we have an Atari VCS update. Update. So they had a weekend post saying, um, Happy weekend, Atari VCS backers and fans. And they had a post. Uh, hello, backers. We have a quick update before the weekend. While we were still waiting for some of the joysticks, uh, I guess, to get through customs or arrive, we now have enough to get things going while we wait for the rest to arrive. The warehouse will begin sorting, packing, and shipping of Atari VCS hardware starting next week. Next week. According to order sequence and regardless of geography, so I guess... You ordered it first, I don't care where you are, you're in Morocco, you're getting it first. International backers, please make sure you have a travel plug or adapter to make the U.S. plug on the Atari VCS work in your country. Everyone, please also know that you will need need an internet connection to activate your unit. Finally, watch for the campaign header on the Indiegogo page to switch to shipping. We will, of course, be in touch with more info. I cannot wait for you all to get your Atari VCS units, joysticks, and controllers. There you go, Ian. It's gonna be in people's hands. It happened. Yay, everyone can hold it and be like, Why did I do this? <clears throat> Why did I back well, this? Well, I think people will find some weird use for this. It'll be an emulation device in sandbox mode. It's a it's a yeah, it's an not, expensive But it's but it's not just like a fucking you know, banana pie board inside. It's a fairly, you know, fairly powerful, you know, chipset. So it's got the Ryzen in there. So we'll, we'll see. I'm I'm not saying this is the greatest in the world, but they're getting it out to people. As opposed to a couple other things that are just, we don't know what's going on. You know, we, we, the, the, the Polymegas. Oh, I heard the Polymega got pushed back again after our podcast. Some said it got pushed back again to like, uh, I think March from February. That's what I saw afterwards. I didn't see a, a link about that, but when you go to the website, you know, let's do it. Let's do it the website right now polymega.com. Orders will ship on 221. Was it that they were going to be people's hands on 221? I don't know. That's whatever. Okay someone said it got pushed back again but we'll see and then um and then on the amico side you can watch a video of buttons being pressed with the machine on the controller as well husks of amico consoles sit there um uh, on a desk just thrown around because we have no idea what state the actual console's in right now for that so there you go we have one one of these consoles getting into people's hands out at, of at at three for sure so <laughs> Thumbs up i guess is there any others that we're tracking at this point Or just really those three no I think it's just those three just those those three because analog yeah. will come out with their stuff we know that playdate hasn't even done their pre-orders yet but they're making them you know we know that right those they have they have units in developers hands so we know that all right is there anything else happening during this intro or are we just we're just cruising along here we're cruising along, you cruising along. Are you right paying attention to the podcast, Ian? What's am. happening? I'm just—I'm the one. I that thought that's out of it. Ian's the one. We can't have two. Both of us out of it. One of us has to has to write the ship here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first
1: order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All
0: right, Ian, Sony internal documents were leaked, uh, and one of the main uh, tenets was that people prefer single-player games. Makes me so happy to hear that. There's
1: so, so the basic the, the 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 gist of the study is that um, people prefer to play single player games, um, but they have a tough time actually working that into their schedule. Schedule um, and a lot of uh, I think over the past few years, you know how like uh, th- there was the pivot to video. Uh, with, like, news sites and stuff like that. Like 10 years ago. Yeah, it and was it now. was all shown to be, like, bullshit and that there was really no data behind that. It was just so they could get more ads and stuff in there. Video games have spent the past, I'd say, decade and a half trying to convince people that what everyone wants to do is play an always-online game that is constantly evolving. And people don't really want to do that. There's definitely... um Uh, room for online games and people want to be able to play stuff with their friends. But being able to sit down and relax and unwind and enjoy a single-player storyline or video game on your terms is something that has gotten, I'd say, progressively harder and harder to do as they constantly keep trying to find new ways to work in, online modes, and reasons for you to be online. There's been a huge... um, increase in the games as service model over the past 10 years so that would be uh, games like um, Destiny or The Division, games where you buy a game and technically there is a full standalone game on there but it's usually kind of short and rushed and they fill that in with more and more expansions and the need to be online even if you don't always have to be playing with someone else, you have to be online and playing in that persistent world sure and um that i think takes a a toll on people on the other hand single-player games are great but these single-player games are getting so crazy and so in-depth that uh even if that is what people want to play a lot of these single-player games, it seems like to get anything out of, you have to turn the game on and almost commit a couple hours to the game to feel like you've progressed or done anything between, um, you know, going through menus, leveling up, doing side Tutorials. Missions, tutorials and things like that. By the time you turn it on and get anywhere, it's already been a couple hours. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting tough, I think, for people to work games into their schedule, even now, uh, in a time where people generally have more time than they usually would
0: yeah i mean i'm not shocked to see this study um then it said about this is one of the reasons why i guess they're, they're working in these uh ps5 activities system um so you get i guess like a checklist of stuff to do mm-hmm. versus just i guess how's it different regular achievement you just do an achievement right i think activities uh, it's just like a, a smaller it just gives you like okay do this now do this do that like just little things like an achievement can be a big thing like oh yeah you know, if you're playing Miles Morales you know uh i don't know uh do every side quest or whatever which could take you forever but i guess with this it's like oh swing around this part of manhattan or something oh i get that done so maybe it's just it's it's more reasonable for the non-gamer lifestyle where you don't have you know 20 hours every week to put into a single game you know what i mean like that's what it sounds like they're finding that that uh that work life balance the gamer outside gamer life balance i guess <laughs> gaming non-gaming balance so that that's interesting uh, for sure uh, let's see what what else was in here um, when this was shared on Twitter this is a, a Vice article first broke this by Patrick Klepek that name sounds, sounds familiar when I shared on tw- story it prompted a su- surprisingly visceral reaction equal parts backlash for Sony openly advocating for people to avoid immersing themselves in game worlds and praise from people who are excited for a different way to play their games I thought it would be interesting then to better explain Sony's own internal logic for why I made this uh, feature such a big part of PS5. Based on the confidential documents, um, documents distributed to a select number of developers in 2019 were part of a two-part presentation explaining activities in game help, which let players pull up walkthrough videos without YouTube. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. That's something they're thinking about doing. Yeah. Walk you through the game you just got instead of going on YouTube. Well, if they exist anyway, you might as well make it easier. Why
1: not? Um. So you know, going back to this, uh, Patrick Klepik was writing about the um, the activity system, and it's interesting how you know, uh, in an open world game, you can you know, you can either you know find the X that you have to go to on a map and you know walk there to start your mission, or you press the PlayStation button and it literally brings up a list. It looks like almost looks like a list of videos after like you finish watching something on YouTube and you can flip through and actually start the activity. So, you know, there's an example where it's showing, um, miles Morales swinging around the city and they bring up the, uh, activities list and he simply picks to start. Um, I think it's like a lab that he has to investigate or something like that. Yeah. There's a Roxxon lab and it tells you about how long that activity would take about 15 minutes and you can jump right into it. Um, I can see where some people might be upset by the fact that you you, you lose the immersion. But I'm a game player that if I get too lost or if I can't find something that a game is trying to point out to me, I will get frustrated and I might walk away from it. Uh, I, I like this idea. I like the ability to um, jump into these side quests in an efficient manner, and I feel like that's a game respecting my time, realizing that not everyone has the time to fully explore the world, but probably still wants to play the game and still do
0: some side mission stuff. I actually think that's a very cool idea. Uh, in this presentation, um, the Sony explained that in reality, its eternal tracking data shows that single players thriving PlayStation users are regularly spending more time playing offline than online. So I thought about a type of person that might be turned off from a game that encouraged uh, online playing. And um, to me, I find non-online play, you know, single-player games, it can be, you know, you do it at your, your own pace more so, right? Yes. It's more relaxing. You don't have to worry about assholes online, potential trolls, potential... You know, uh, it, bad internet connection ruining your game if you're playing like a shooter. Like, like there's so many more variables that come into playing online. It can be a much more sp- stressful experience. And sometimes you don't, you don't want that. You just want to just, hey, I want to screw around. Let's, let's just say I want to screw around in Red Dead Redemption. I want to, want to get on a horse and just go out somewhere and just see what's around. You know, nice. kill a bear or whatever. Kill a bear. Shoot a bison. You know, like, I don't want to worry about. You know, some thieves coming after me, or something, or you know, whatever that online or griefers or what have you in some of these games. Like, I just want to, I want to hey, relax. I paid sixty bucks for a game. I just, I just spent an awful day at work. You know, it's Friday night. I just want to relax and play a game. I don't want to worry about bullshit. I want I don't want to deal with people outside of the office. Let's just say, sure. While I'm playing my game, virtual people, yeah, I'm in a saloon, but I don't want to deal with actual people in my game. So I see a lot, a lot to that. Um, company I'll outline what players say are there problems with single player games so these are the problems no idea how long I might need don't play unless I have two plus three hours takes a lot of time to scan through long help videos when stuck how to engage socially without risk of spoilers that's interesting mm-hmm. because even uh, Cyberpunk which just came out they said please it comes out on the 10th they, they said um, well they said please don't stream it, I think until yeah until a certain time because they're afraid of spoilers We, uh, I, I, I I believe them to an extent. I do. I believe them to an extent too.
1: Yeah. But a game that's been delayed this many times and has such a a, a, a touchy it had such a, a tight embargo and didn't want people streaming. It's also because they don't want any sort of negative press to hit
0: before release. I'm oh, sure, I, but, it's, but it's been well reviewed for the most part. So it's been right down the middle reviewed. As I far saw, as I can tell, well, I saw a lot of five out of fives on it no what did IG what did IG, I IGN IGN gave it like a nine out of ten yeah so people most people go off of IGN a lot of people do GameSpy, I think was a seven that's not bad I believe um anyway so uh and forgot what I was doing this is a good one this is the one that gets me sometimes forgot what I was doing in this game last time Oh, that hard happens to all get the time. back yeah. in yeah if it's so complex say say you slipped out of G, you know GTA five for like three months and you come back and you're like, what the hell? What what was my last mission? What was I doing? What was what was the story going on? What car was I trying to get? What that was, happens I, to me in like, like RPGs all the time. It's almost like if someone if someone Ian plucked you out of your actual life, right? They plucked you out and then wiped your memory. Three months later, they drop back in. It's like, all right, Ian, start living your life again. What 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 was I doing? What was I what was I just what was I cooking? What was I what what was I fixing up around right here? What's happening? I can totally see that. It's not like you're 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 dropping in and out of a you know a retro game, which you can beat a retro game in an hour total. These are games that can take a hundred hours to, or more to get through. I, if I went back to Breath of the Wild today, I can honestly tell you, and I, and I put twenty, let's just say twenty five hours in Breath of the Wild, I can honestly tell you, I have no idea where I am in that game. Oh, I I would I, no I, yeah, clue. I believe that. I think I just met some some fish people. I think that's where I'm at. I, could, I think I think I got I got a, I was pissed because I had a good great horse that I let go. Like I got off it and like ran away. I, I remember that that really that actually made me sad. I was like oh, that was a good horse. It was a good race. Like I found like a nice horse and we, and we got along well. And I trained it. That's the only thing I remember from, from last from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> By the way, you see that the, the Breath that Breath of the Wild clone came out and people were trying to defend saying it wasn't a clone of Breath of the Wild. When like which one? Oh, the we talked about this one where I mean the art style's the same. The, um... Oh sure. I thought you were talking about Genshin Impact for a minute. No, this is this isn't this was is a... what the hell anyway, it was it was funny because like the trail there was a comparison video showing every gameplay element was the same. How you, how you how you climbed, how you can glide off how you can shoot the bow and arrow was the same there was an there was an element to the game where you know how you can lift stuff with 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 your uh your tablet yeah you can lift stuff the same way in this game like you could oh. imagine like it's this like the shri- there's like shrines i'm like no this is a this is a above a clone like you can't sue over this but you're surprised nintendo wouldn't sue over that if they sue for <laughs> other stuff sorry that, that was uh that was an aside i just saw that before what were we talking about single player games uh, in an ideal world, <laughs> in, an ide- in an ideal world, every player has the time to spend hours per day every day playing games. Reads a slide on top of a photo of a man holding a baby and a cup of coffee. In reality, this is what I would say. Most people have jobs or kids or school or all of the above. Often, free time comes wedged between other obligations. An hour before bed. A 30-minute break between homework assignments. A few minutes before your online multiplayer match. Let's even try to work in that. Well, I got a few minutes. So... I get turned off if I see a game where it's saying, "Well, you gotta, you gotta have a six to seven hour chunk of time set up, like sleep time, in order to really get into this game." I'm out at that point. At this point, I'm not, in, I'm not in college anymore where I could do that. I'm not even in my mid to late twenties where I can do that. i just at a different place, so it's like and a lot of people are as well. I, I now want to see the slide of, of the kid, of the guy trying to hold the controller and a baby and a cup of coffee. <laughs> Uh, The other problem Sony proposed was that people don't have enough information to to determine when and how they should play a single-player game. That's interesting. If the marketing of games evolves to the point where they tell you, all right, this is how much time you need to put in, and and this is how you should do it, that could be interesting. I'm I'm surprised that that's not something that
1: they've tried. I mean, because you look at board games and stuff, and board games always have that... 45 minutes or whatever. Right. And I'm not, (laughs) I guess it's hard to determine, but someone take a look at your gameplay loop and determine, you know, what is a reasonable amount of time to set aside. If it's a, you know, an arcade game or a platformer, you know, you could probably say 30 minutes. If it's a, you know, a role-playing game or something open world, you might want to say an hour to an hour and a half. I feel like there's a way to, you know, at
0: least give people a rough idea of that. I talked to someone recently who's big into arcade games. Maybe maybe they just did a Kickstarter, um, and they said they're a little bit older, but they even said, yeah, that's why I, I like arcade games because I can get in and out of them quick. No, it's fun. You get into them, you get out of them twenty minutes, and that's it. You're done. And I say, oh, well, yeah. Now the older I get that's that's where I I
1: find myself uh, spending most of my time too is when I look at the amount of games I've played over, especially just since like COVID started. If you look at what I've paid attention to, it's mostly been. Um, my PC Engine stuff or the Arcade Game Archive stuff that I have downloaded on the Switch, games that I can pop on and feel like I've had, I've accomplished something even if it's in 15, 20 minutes. Okay, my high score is a little bit better. Or, oh, I practiced this aspect of the game. Um, I don't ever generally feel that way with with the large story type games. Sure. Yeah, you making
0: progress on Mr. Driller? You making progress there? Yeah, I am. Get, the, you get that high score, and you got to record. it, Remember, I think someone else is going to be getting that high score before me. Oh, really? Someone in the know? You have a, like a whole cabal of Mr. Driller people that are mm-hmm. trying to do that. Okay. <laughs> it's a quest for Ian. <laughs> All right, you do that, and I'll go for. Uh, well, Rolling Thunder would that be high score or time based? Because Rolling Thunder, you got to get through that uh, pretty quick. You can't really stand around and get points on Rolling Thunder. That's probably a time based one, I would think. That's like a speed run thing. Sorry, now I'm just spitballing uh, my potential foray into competitive. Competitive arcade gaming. All right, well, that's it's, check it out. The, the device article. We'll link it. This is a this is a great article because it brings up a lot of things that Ian and, and me have stated before, but in a more eloquent way. We, and there's research to back it up uh, from Sony. Sony realizes this is a thing. Uh, we can change. Should I start playing? To which part should I start playing? Reads a slide next to a screenshot from Uncharted. The options are there. The choices are clear. The game is calling. Pick up that controller. It's time to play. So we're you're going to have gatekeepers saying, "Whoa, you should have the time to do it. Go fuck off." Go fuck off! <laughs> I want to be entertaining my own way. Go fuck off! You be entertaining your own way. You want to you want to spend twelve hours on a game just to get familiar with it? I don't have that time. I am doing stuff. I want to go to the zoo. I want to make a guidebook. I want to do other things just besides dedicate thirty hours a week to a single game. Sorry, and, and thankfully Sony's seeing that uh, you know evolving in two thousand twenty. As guys are here as part of our identity, part of who we are and how we feel about ourselves. usually feel a bit different and better after a haircut right so if you start noticing that you're losing your hair it can feel a little weird like a part of you is missing let's face it no guys ever ready to go bald thankfully now there's keeps the simple and easy way to keep your hair
1: two out of three guys will experience male pattern baldness by the age of 35 and the time to do something about that is while you still have hair so take preventative action Nice thing about Keeps is you can get treated from home. No more doctor's appointments that you don't want to make. No more embarrassing conversations you don't want to have. You can get your medication delivered to you every three months. And you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines as well. Keeps offers generic versions. They're the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there.
0: You may have tried them before, but never for this cheaply. Find out why Keeps has... More five star reviews than any of his competitors, and more than one hundred thousand men trust keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just ten dollars a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps dot com slash C U podcast to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K E E P S dot com slash C U Podcast. in breaking news the past uh past couple days big big news so so with covid obviously everything's been wrecked in terms of theatrical movie releases and things getting pushed back um wonder woman got pushed back three times uh james bond got pushed back a a whole i think year and a month i think it's like april now it's going to come out so this is this is a wash black widow got pushed pushed out there's been almost no new movies in theaters that have come out. There's yeah, been...
1: when is Wonder Woman eighty four supposed to come now, out?
0: Now it's now it's dis- now it's Christmas. Like it's December. It's coming out. Okay, and it's coming out on HBO Max, which is now taking a swing as the new uh, plucky uh, streaming service, which now is a big chance to be like number one or two after these news. So this is the news. Warner Brothers will release its entire 2021 slate of films on HBO Max the same day they hit theaters, including Dune, Matrix 4, The New Mortal Kombat, Godzilla vs. Kong, which I think has been delayed because of this, The Suicide Squad, Tom and Jerry, many more. So this is the moment we talked about for years this could potentially happen, and with COVID, it's like, well, you might as well try now, right? You might as well try to stream these new movies at home, that, that come out because when else are you going to try because people can't go to theaters? Unprecedented. This sort of hybrid uh, theater and streaming model. Because obviously in the rest, other parts of the world where they, what well, we're smart about this, there a lot of parts of the world will be able to be back in theaters by the spring. Uh, and, and by now they are. We can't. Probably until at least the summer, probably. So this is, uh, this is, the, this is the, the game changer. This is the, Ian, the industry disruptor. There it is. This is an actual one.
1: Yeah, we saw we saw some um, inclination
0: towards this earlier uh, in the year when Bloodshot was the first one. That <laughs> awful Vin Diesel right movie was that was the first one so like oh we're going to put it out in theaters now the week later we're going to put it out and Then yeah. universal uh, released a couple movies trolls to too. streaming uh, trolls
1: uh, they also I believe they did Invisible Man and a couple others that uh, pissed off that pissed off theater uh, chains pissed pissed off AMC and AMC pouted about it and said that they weren't going to show any more universal <sighs> movies and then yeah. realized that they're not holding the fucking they're they're not in control here they right. don't have the power in this situation so Christopher Nolan, who's you know many of his movies I've enjoyed.
0: Um, are you gonna go to Christopher Nolan already? I want to talk about the impact that this might have first. Well, you want to talk about Christopher Nolan? Okay. Well, it was just it, it, it's the it's the start of the the article. Yeah, um, you can talk about the impact. We can bring up Christopher Nolan later, I suppose. I'm I just gonna say these are real movies. Like these are movies with with hundred million dollar budgets, hundred fifty million dollars. These are not just Netflix movies. That yes, a Netflix movie can have a big budget, right. but most of them are smaller. It almost independent or drama stuff or they're not big superhero movies uh coming out on on netflix or on amazon prime or uh even uh app, apple tv i saw a couple of things i was like okay this is interesting like the, the, the tom hanks sort of world war Two movie apple tv uh put out but this is like not matrix four If that came out in theater would be seen by everyone like especially with keanu reeves being as popular as he's ever been nowadays like matrix four is going to be seen by everyone so I'm not saying that this is, these are going to be free. These are probably not going to be free movies to see. No, they're they're absolutely not free. Um, there's going to be a, a charge. But I will pay now to watch these movies. Like I will tell you, I will get HBO Max. If, if there's an entrance fee just to get uh, HBO Max, and then maybe a nominal fee on top, I'll pay the eight bucks a month and then whatever it is, fifteen bucks for the movie or fifteen. I will do this for some of these movies. I'm interested in seeing uh you know the suicide squad I'm, i i'm actually interested in seeing a better version of suicide squad with, with john cena running around as a, as a crazy captain america type i'm actually interested in seeing that for example i'm interested in seeing matrix 4 because matrix 3 was was horrible i, I want to see like a better conclusion of that it's interesting how people's brains work the last one i
1: saw was awful so i'm really interested in seeing this next one <laughs> well
0: i want to i want to see like, i the have proper... no interest in <laughs> matrix you, 4 you really don't no okay First one was brilliant. Two was kind of okay. Three fell, fell off the truck there. Um,
1: but Dune could be interesting. And it, to, to what you had said, the stuff that I had mentioned that you know had been released to streaming services uh, for a charge earlier this year, um, even Launched. stuff like uh, Trolls and uh, you know, Invisible Man, they're not the same caliber of movies as something like Dune, which sure. would have been a, a, a tentpole movie uh you know release for theaters in 2021 sure that that'd be like number one that weekend probably for a couple of weeks yeah right? that that would be a very big release and like you well, said well, it with... would be
0: a big release but it wouldn't make what matrix 4 would make sure it would make like like you know a billion dollars potentially worldwide you know something like that you know so uh christopher nolan's being a crybaby about this
1: um I mean, no surprise coming from the guy who delayed Tenet three times because he said it absolutely must be seen in theaters. Um, I, 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 look, I get it. Look, you're an artist. You want to, you, you want your stuff to be seen in the... What you intended. The way you intended. No, you, way you intended but sure. we're dealing with a pandemic and you can't always have your way, you big whiny baby. Um, he went on to say that... I, by the way, it was a
0: disaster theatrically because no one could see it.
1: Yeah, so that's like, what I heard.
0: They came out so they lost money by putting it. So like... You should have delayed it. I mean, you should have just delayed it.
1: Well, or or after delaying it three times, you may have maybe wanted to just look at the reality of the situation and been like, okay, we've got to release this because I'm not the only person whose finances are hanging in the balance on this. Um, He called the. the move uh to the, what what warner brothers is doing very 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 messy a real bait and switch for everyone involved in the films who said deserve to be consulted and spoken to about what was going to happen with their
0: work and then um, said that you know well they're not funding it uh, right the directors aren't funding it the the the, the studios are so they got to make their money like it, it would be nice to get their buy-in it's like hey are you okay with this but they don't have like we got to make our money back or we're not gonna be able to make movies ever again some
1: of our some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke oh up to find oh, out god. they were working for the worst streaming service. Oh my oh, god!
0: Come on, Nolan, shove
1: this maudlin
0: bullshit up your come on, ass, Nolan! It's absolutely ridiculous. You're a genius filmmaker, but come on, man. Look look at, look at what, what's going on right now. Come on, the worst streaming service. People are fucking dying. We want People want to be entertained still. And listen, this, this is what I'm going to say. They want to see your movies. It's not the people want. Trust me, I want to go to a movie theater again. I want to. If movie theaters come back and we're safe, I will be in a movie theater again. I don't think this is the death knell for for theaters. For theaters, I don't. Because I, I have a whatever a, a 55 inch TV. I still want to see a big TV and awesome surround sound. Sure, you can't get that in most people's houses. Like you know, the few like, oh I have my own personal theater in my basement. Congratulations, you're one percent of people. Like I can pull that off, like I have a pretty good sound setup, Ian. A big subwoofer. I got it sounds pretty good. I still want to go to the theater to see, you know, uh, you know, Avengers: Infinity War. I don't want to see it in my house. Ha- I want to see it in the theater. Sure, that's. I don't think that's ever going to go away. People still need a date night. They want to get out of the house. They want to get popcorn. Like that will not go away. I'd be shocked if that went away. I really do. And obviously, it kills for the movie theater change right now. Absolutely. What can you do? But every other business is hurting. Restaurants are hurting. Small retail businesses are going under. Uh, what was the percentage that are going under? Like 25% of small businesses are going under this year? It's insane. So, like, everyone's hurting right now. Um, theaters, I think, will come back. So, so, I understand, Chris. Can I call you Chris? Mr. Nolan? That tenant was going to be the big film of the summer. Like, the big film. Everyone was hyped for that for the trailers earlier in the year before the, the the pandemic got worse. And um it sucks. It sucks for everyone. Yes. Relax, dude. You're a film director. You're not some, you know, kid who was last year you want to play the NCAA tournament. Last time you can play basketball in front of an audience. You can't do it, kid. Sorry. That's a kid I feel sorry for. That's what I feel sorry for, like people like that. The student athletes that well, fuck it. You can't do it. You can you still make movies. You Chris. can still make movies, Chris. We're still going to watch them. You're you're okay, buddy. It's not the end of the world. That, just because people want to see Wonder Woman, you know, it, it, around Christmas time versus being in, in a theater, we're going to get through it, buddy. Wonder what Zack Snyder thinks. Oh, he probably loves it because he got the funding to do. Oh no, Zack Snyder is actually ahead of the game with, with for, instead of Chris Nolan. It comes. Oh no, the world's upside down. Ian. Oh no. The world's upside down. It's Logan Paul and, and, and Jake Paul. It's <laughs> I don't need to choose a lesser of <laughs> two evils. I can just not choose. Oh, man. Uh, it's really unfortunate. It's not It's not the way to do business, and it's not the best thing for the health of the, our industry. The health of the industry is making movies and people paying to see them, and whatever way and fashion you can currently do them. So it's either this is what you got. Remember, in, in European parts of the world, there's, they still have theaters going. So like, they'll still be watching right. Matrix 4, You know in in china and in in japan and and in europe probably in australia where the cases are are not not as bad they'll still be doing that all right but when the theaters are back and people are going back to the movies when the vaccine has been rolled out and there's an appropriate health response from the federal government i'm very i'm very bullish on the long-term process of the industry yes chris see silver lining people love going to the movies and they're going they're going to get to go again well there you go chris Right now we can't. We're going to get back to there. I think. I think what he was more pissed about was, I guess, the directors and people not being told up front that hey, this is what we're doing in your movies. I get that. Like you, I get that. But it's like, <laughs> what do you want them to do? They don't need your buy-in. They don't. Directors have been paid. You did your work. You, you'll get some of the back end probably. But like, what do you want them to do? You know, I want to see this James Bond movie so bad. Like so badly, I want to see this James Bond movie. I, I want to see. It. I, I I understand pushing it back. I, I understand that. Something like that, I understand pushing that back. It's the last one with Daniel Craig. A James Bond movie is an event going to the theater. Like, like I understand that. So, And I do want to see Tenet, Chris. I do. I'm sure it's a great movie. This CU podcast segment is sponsored by NordVPN. It's what I use to keep myself safe online, and you can too. If you care about the security and safety of your online presence take control of your internet experience today with NordVPN. I've used NordVPN when traveling anywhere anywhere where there's public Wi-Fi, uh, restaurants, hotels, a cafe, a diner, or I just want internet privacy at home. It's good to use there as well. And NordVPN has got you covered with thousands of fast
1: servers in 60-plus countries. No data logging. Up to six simultaneous connections, 24-7 customer support, and an automatic kill switch. Military-grade
0: encryption, and it uses double data encryption for increased anonymity. Take control of your internet experience today with NordVPN. And right now, take advantage of a limited-time holiday deal. Get 68% off a two-year plan, plus four months free. Go to NordVPN.com slash CU Podcast or use code CU Podcast at checkout. It's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And it's a great gift for the holidays. I can be like, hey Ian, for Christmas, I got you internet privacy. I know it's fantastic. That's NordVPN.com slash CU Podcast. Get the holiday deal before it ends. Alright, Ian. Uh this was a, a weird rumor, which I don't think is true, but you know what? It's a light week. It's a light week. We're gonna we're, we're we're pulling back. We're pulling back the podcast curtain here. It's a light week. We're gonna talk about this. Uh, so it was it was a it was a rumor that Nintendo was thinking about bringing Game Boy games to Switch Online, but that included not just regular Game Boy but Game Boy Advance, which is like two thousand freaking games in the, in the Game Boy Advance library. It's it's ginormous. Uh, so it's interesting that they would go in that direction. Uh, I don't know, but I I would prefer to see some of the older Game Boy games first. I don't know. What, what do you think? Is Would there be a market to bring the Game Boy Black and White and Game Boy Color stuff to the Switch? To I, so I would like to think that there would be a
1: market for it. <laughs> sure. You <laughs> would cry if there was not. <laughs> I, I would like to think that there's a market for it. Um, and I think that there are plenty of games on the Black and White Game Boy that are probably worth revisiting, uh, even if people haven't played them. Before, yeah, put the you know the the Mario platformers that were on the black and white Game Boy out there. Super Mario Land is fantastic. Super Mario Land Two Six Golden Coins is really good. Um, Super Mario Land Three is the first Wario game, which is also very good. Um, the Kirby and en- the the entries in the Kirby series, um, as simple as they are, I think are worth uh, people seeing. Um, and then obviously the Game Boy and Game Boy Color Zeldas I was going to say all the Zelda games yeah are worthwhile the original Metroid Two, um, the Kid Icarus sequel that most people forget about that was on the Game Boy is really good. We actually just covered that over at Yokoi Kids uh, a couple months ago, and it's a fantastic game. There are a lot of games on the original Game Boy that I think would be good to have available, um, not just for preservation and because of the, the history that they can they can show you, but because they're actually still very fun games to play. But if there's one thing I've I've learned and it has certainly made me feel old um with how nintendo is doing their their digital distribution is that there is a lot more younger eyes on these services now um than there would have been you know maybe 10 15 during, years ago during, yeah
0: during the wii when the virtual
1: right and, and I forget for sure. that, uh, you know, with every day that goes by, I'm, I'm not getting any younger, I'm getting older, and time is marching on, and, you know, a large chunk of the game-playing population um, that is now, you know, primed with money to make these buys and play these things, uh, they, they don't have the huge interest, and we saw that with the Nintendo, um, when the, when nintendo put the original nes games on the switch a lot of people not knowing what the games were or just not really having not respecting the answers, it not having I mean, the, like
0: wow, i don't want this stuff and when they announced the further ones i saw the reaction like visceral like what are these shitty games when i wanted to punch them like these are good games that you just never heard of like I, these are good games. I, I didn't feel quite as violent. <laughs> I, I
1: did. <laughs> but but I, I you know, I, I I wish I could get those people to try them,
0: but I also understand that it's just but not They were treating them like Pong and Atari twenty six hundred games. It was like I understand this isn't what you're used to. They're not that primitive. Like I know this isn't like a get off my law thing, but like those games... Like, Kirby's Adventure is not a primitive game. Like, you know, like Zelda 2 is not a primitive game. No. You know, you can enjoy these these things. There's so worlds built into them. So I saw a lot of people saying, you know,
1: they were more interested in seeing the Super Nintendo stuff, or they wanted Super Nintendo stuff, and then they got it, and they wanted to see the Super Nintendo. They were more excited about the Super Nintendo games that were coming out.
0: I saw people pissed at that. I saw them say, well, I, I want
1: GameCube and N64. Like, that wasn't... That, Super Nintendo's old, now. People yet. are never going to be happy. Oh, oh yes. So... With the Game Boy, I think that there would be some interesting stuff to bring out, but I think that people's focus would immediately start pushing towards the, the Game Boy Advance. Sure. The Game Boy Advance is similar to the Super Nintendo in terms of its output and yeah. its power. Um, and I think that there's a lot of good stuff on there that people would like to see. Uh, a lot of good RPGs and things. Um, series oh. that Nintendo hasn't touched in a while. I think people wow. would like to see the Golden Sun games. Um, the Advance Wars games. The Fire Emblem games that uh, have not been re-released. That are getting fairly expensive on the Game Boy Advance now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even some of like the, the weirder stuff that Nintendo published at the time. That you don't see anymore. Like Drill Dozer and things like that. So I think there's... A lot of good stuff that could come to a virtual console slash subscription service for the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, but I think they would be I smart to focus mostly on the Game Boy Advance.
0: I think you. I think they're gonna. They would charge for a lot of the Game Boy Advance because a lot of those games aren't even. I mean, guys, some are only like fifteen years old. They're not super old. Um, the problem with the the thing about the Game Boy, and I talked. I spoke about it with someone recently. Um, the Game Boy at least the black and white, even to the color, has become almost like the lost Nintendo console. It's almost like, well, we don't really reference it too much going forward. Um, we don't really do retrospectives about the stuff for the most part. We, yeah, we remake we, we make the games here and there, but we rather remake the games that even sell you the Game Boy games again. We'll just remake the Zelda Game Boy game. We won't sell that to you again uh, anymore. And it's almost like Nintendo doesn't see an advantage at all, to to that first generation of Game Boy stuff for whatever reason they, they don't see the v- the value there. Um, obviously, stuff like Pokemon, people would love that stuff on, on the online. Like, they love, like that, they would that, that, well, would, that Nint- would satiate most people. Just, just Nintendo already did that on the
1: 3ds. Oh. You can get. I mean, there are Game Boy games that you could buy f- through the virtual console on the
0: 3ds. Super sure. Time Deluxe is one of them. I'm just I'm just thinking about what are the Game Boy games that. That people would think, oh, this is worth it, or it's just a, a bonus. Because at this point, you have Switch Online. What is it twenty bucks a year for Switch Online? It, it's a value there to begin with. You get the bonus games you can play there. You can you get stuff like Super Mario to play and Tetris Online uh, you know, Tetris Online, uh, Battle Royale, and things like that. So, at what point? I always said that they're, they're, they should do a tiered system. That would make sense uh, if, they, if they don't think they make money. All right, well, at thirty bucks, you get these sets of games. It's like a cable system. Like that, I think people would be down for that. You get these games. Uh, plus, you, this is the base games, and you get this for five bucks more or whatever. time I think that's the way to go for some of this stuff, but for some reason, they seem really reluctant on uh, uh, for the Game Boy in particular. Very reluctant to sort of go back to that well. Maybe they think, oh, there's no, people don't like this stuff. Maybe they see the reaction to even even the NES stuff. It's like, well, if people think this is about NES games, what are they going to think about some of these early uh, you know Game Boy titles? Maybe they will think they're too primitive. I don't know. I don't know, but it, but it, but it's uh. It's interesting how it's it's sort of been lost here to some people.
1: Indeed. So, I
0: agree. All right. What else is going on in this weird podcast? Uh, um, Got a Patreon. We have a Patreon, Ian. We have a Patreon. You want to know how to access it? Ian, tell me. I forgot.
1: <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash podcast. You set up a system. You set up... you. Put in your information. (laughs) They take your money and we give you things in return. We do the full video podcast. Available. Yes, the full video podcast is available. In- I, I do a hangout once a month. I do a writing once a week. Uh, today, something's going to go up about the annual marathon, the NES marathon. Oh,
0: oh I want to read that, Ian. Yeah. Memories. Ten of them. This would be our tenth one this year. Tenth anniversary. And you can vote on a Patreon poll topic. Babby. Yeah. What, so what do we got here? Well, I try to be cute and only do two choices this week. So tied for second and third place is what do you miss bo- most about gaming conventions along with not applicable... Was also twenty four percent. So in first place, what retro games that you don't like historically would you tweak, tweak to make better, Ian? And you can start up with your topic from last week because we talked about this on the phone. Did we? Space Invaders. Oh yeah, Space Invaders. Two sure. shots instead of one. Two shots. You make Space Invaders two shots like Galaga, infinitely better experience. Yes. Talk about quality of life. I can get to the fourth or fifth stage now with two shots. Versus struggling and getting. To, I understand you wanted to eat all those quarters in Japan in the late 70s. Two shots to my shooter. That's totally reasonable. Um, so I would change. Uh, the first thing I would change
1: is um, the uh, food mechanic in Gauntlet. So when okay. I started thinking about this, I thought about a lot of like. I started to think about like arcade games or games that I like in the arcade that obviously oh, have. Food. Like mechanics that are to keep you putting quarters in. Um, in Gauntlet, your energy meter constantly depletes if you're not eating. So sure, if,
0: there's a decent amount of food, though, but yeah. If, if you t- if you take... You can't, da- d- you can't dilly-dally.
1: Right, you can't dilly-dally, and you, if, you, if, if you start losing energy, you have to eat food. It's not based entirely just on skill. You can't just be good at avoiding the enemies. You also have to keep eating food, or you can put coins in to basically up your energy meter. More, um, The other thing that I would, I've would i always wanted to change in certain games, and I, I love beat-em-ups. I love beat-em-ups. But I've never been a huge fan of the special move depletes part of your life meter. How would you handle it? I would handle it the way Streets of Rage 4 handles it. Streets of Rage 4 handles it just about better than anything else I've seen. When you use a special in Streets of Rage 4, it drains a chunk of your life, but it shades it. And oh, it and if you attack and you keep attacking after it shades, it'll build it back up until you get hit. And when you get hit the rest of that shaded bar drop so encourage
0: the strategy of do a special but still continue to fight so
1: there's still risk it still limits how often you can use it but you can be you can be good enough to actually work that into was developed as an arcade
0: game obviously sure
1: but it's still difficult enough that you're going to get you're going to use that special move and get punched in your face and lose a lot of life many times is there a
0: specific game you don't like that really you want, would you see that implemented or you miss me in general you want to see that for final fight and
1: i just think in general you know, i think it works very very well it's not like i don't like final fight but i think that's a, a an incredibly good way to implement the special move it's still risk and reward without feeling like it's just a way to get you to keep popping the quarters and um I'd especially like to see something like that in uh, the X-Men arcade game, which is one of my least favorite beat-em-ups, and I feel like it should be one of my favorites because of the theme, but
0: I just never have liked how well, it played. You, but you earn specials in, in that, that don't cost you energy in, in X-Men. Yeah, you get a stock. You get a stock. If you start with one, and you get one to enter each level, so that's better. That's a halfway solution. Remember, they want to take your quarters, Ian. Oh, I know. They want to take your quarters. Like, There's a way to not get hit too badly with some of those bosses, but some of those bosses... Especially like in Ninja Turtles, you're gonna get hit. Like it's almost impossible not to get hit in Ninja sure. Turtles Arcade for some of those balls. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get wiped out by by Bebop or whatever or, or, or Shredder. I got one. Don't hate the game, but it annoys me because I always go in liking it. Rampage, buddy. Let me tell you, Rampage. Ooh, the monotony is is out of any game that has a great premise, the monotony of Rampage. It gets so boring so quick. All all Rampage had to do, not first of all, cut down the number of fucking levels. But change it up. How about every sixth level, there's like a timed uh, attack thing where you have to kill all the enemies in a certain amount of time. Maybe you put a boss in, or like a, a different challenge, something to change this. Gr- it's a gr- it's a game like Rampage should not be a grind, a consistent every stage takes a minute and a half, grind. To like give me something new, not just the environments or, okay, now we have boats shooting at Something different anything, anything for that first Rampage game, then I would consider it a classic. To me, it's like, yeah, it's a a nice game, but it's got issues. It's one of my worst, it's one of my least favorite games ever. Then you you agree, it has to be tweaked. you You gotta do something like that.
1: Yeah, I remember my buddy and I sat down when we were kids over summer break and beat that game on the Nintendo. Use continues. And it took something like three and a half hours. It's insane. And I remember thinking... Wow, that seems like a long time. And I actually like looked it up online, and no, like the, the average, pl- the are, are- la- yeah, the average like playthrough of that game is it's incredibly fucking long, and you get no ending, and nothing ever changes. So
0: they made it longer probably than the arcade game just to do it. Just yeah, just- it's it's a very long, yeah, yeah that was the master- drug out boring game. That was the only other master system game I had besides Alex Kidd and Miracle World. You know how you make Alex Kidd and Miracle World better? First of all, you put the fucking uh, punch button on the left and the and the jump on the right. That would be fantastic. Not to do that bullshit again. But the the memorization of rock paper scissors for your bosses? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I had people trying to tr- tell me with a straight face that that uh, the hardcore master system has there when I did, when I did that video uh, Christmas video. Saying yeah, I like Alice Kid, but there's issues. I right, had some people try to say it was as good as Super Mario Brothers. I right, had people with a straight fucking face try to tell that to me, that Alice Kid in Miracle World is as good of a game, or that it was better. That was like what did I did the video five years ago. It is not. Remember when you teleported in? Yeah, it is not better. If Frank was trying to make this truthfully. It is that. not as good. No, it's a it's in a probably say above average game. Like if you want to say three stars, if I had a Master System scale. <sighs> it's not a good game but if you tweak it and don't put the punch on the right side it's a lot better and i heard there was a version of the game i think uh, maybe a pack version versus um the i think it was the the cartridge had it incorrect but the built into the map system 2 sitting over there they made it correct something like that where they they switched they switched the button orientation depending upon version of the game and holy shit sega jump is always on the right I can I can I can't I, I'm trying to think of an NES game where the jump isn't on the right. Like you can't. It's almost like Nintendo said you better put the jump on the right if you're doing a game. Yeah, I, like, don't
1: th- I can't think of one it, where they did. It can another. you think of one? Like it's no. so
0: rare uh, of an occurrence, but for, for but for a marquee master system title, it's inexcusable to do that. Plus, that punch is like so small in that game. It's like, come on, can yeah. I, yeah. Can I jump on an enemy and do the punch? Very small. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make Alex Kid Miracle World a game I want to play again. Because I don't want to play that game ever again. B- because of these little these little mechanics. It's, it's, it looks cute. You, you got the motorcycle stuff. You get the power-ups. You know, you, the boss stuff is, is a joke, though. Come on. Come on. Rock, paper, scissors. And then you got to memorize it for the next time to come back. So it, it punishes you. It's not even chance. It punishes you. And force you back to try to remember. Then you got. Then you got to realize. Oh, it's the same pattern again. Because if you go random again, you're, you might lose again. So it's 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 nuts. For me, um, I would
1: also point out just a quick one. As much as I love the game, absolutely adore it. One of my favorite games of all time. It's only generally in a competitive way. Uh, I would. Uh, release nba jam without the fucking awful rubber banding ai that constantly comes back to destroy you every single time well, you can time turn it off by programming
0: you can turn that off though most of the versions <laughs> no you can't it's tournament mode it's called
1: you can't turn the rubber banding ai off it usually does not turn off
0: even when you turn off tor- uh tournament mode yeah, I, it, sure. Um, okay.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's very, very. I mean, if you're playing against someone, you it it, it doesn't uh, try to just for single player doesn't game. try.
0: Yeah, I'm talking just for single player. Okay, I gotta I gotta replay the Super Nintendo one again and see that. Um, okay, this is an, now we're going sports. Now they're coming to me. Baseball Simulator. The one thing that ruins the game, and I adore Baseball Simulator, is when you do the seasons, and you simulate a computer versus computer uh matchup it's not like baseball it's not like baseball stars which is magical you hit a button instant it goes all the innings you get the stats updated for the players it actually in baseball simulator it takes you like 10 minutes to simulate a game it's like maybe even 5 minutes either way you can't get through a season with that because it shows you inning it shows the the, the lady with the scoreboard and the innings you don't see the game being played it'll just update each inning like i'm talking like molasses wow and that game came out after baseball starts. So they should have, hey, hey, SNK, help us out here. How did you simulate your games quickly? What happened? What did you do? <laughs> like, I would, I would love to, like, I'm sure it was just an algorithm that they used to say, okay, they know the the, the the averages and some randomness. But, I mean, God, with with baseball simulator, you might as well watch the game. It takes so long. They're showing it. Want to love that game? You can't play it. You can't play a season because of that. On an emulator, you could just, like, probably, you know, press the 800x speed and go through it, like you do with RPGs when you're grinding, but you you can't get through it. It's a mess. I mean, how would you you improve Wally bear in the No-Gang? Is there a way you can improve that? More wallpaper. More wallpaper? More wallpaper.
1: I just want the sky to be those apples in the background.
0: I think you should, by default, get the Frisbee. Instead of, instead of, yes,
1: yes. You don't you, you don't need to pick that up. Have, you should have that to You stay. should
0: have a way to attack in the game by default. In a game like that. Because you can't just hop on the dog's head. You know, you get, no. you get hurt. You should always have a, a, I think to me a default attack in, in a platformer. I think yeah. that's going to be a rule, right? You should have a way to defend yourself in a platformer. Yeah, you should always have some sort of defense. I think I think if you did that For the most part. I don't care if it's a wiffle ball bat they give Wally Bear. Some some way to make it a, a bit better there. Uh, is there. Is there any else on, on the NES, I'm trying to look at the shelf as, as a game that I'm like, oh, I love that game, but what are you doing? Chubby Cherub. You all right? Chubby Cherub shouldn't have a time limit to it. it Chubby Cherub just shouldn't. It, sh- it, shouldn't, it shouldn't have a, th- a thing where... Oh God, I can't remember my own review. What happens to Chubby Cherub when it, when it runs out? You um, You have the fucking... You, you lose your strength or whatever you got to walk on the ground and get the wounds yeah it's it's a disaster, uh, chubby chair because of that, uh you know TNC, I don't know make the surfing a little bit less impossible in TNC, yeah make it closer to how awesome the, the skateboarding is in, in TNC, I've gotten better, it's usually a marathon game every year the surfing I get to like the fourth or maybe fifth stage on surfing but damned div- if I got to remember how I did it each time. Like I, like what B and A actually does in the surfing, I I can't even tell you what B and A does in that game. What makes you go faster or up? Like, like it seems random to me. You're gonna you're gonna die. It's just you gotta do tricks before you die. I've seen people play it very well, so there's got to be something to it, but I I don't know it. I think you, you're supposed to just stay afloat, and then it's constantly slowly going to the right. So then when you finally go, you hit it. It's it's I uh, I I adore that game for the sound design and the graphics and everything. But my my lord. That's a rough half and half on that. Oh, by the way, and plus you got to, you know, when you get to, to the end of the the skateboarding, it, the same it's the same then stage that repeats. Mm-hmm. You keep going through it. Just it. loops. It's just like, oh man, so good. And bring back, bring back Cool Cat TNC. I'll buy merch today. For some reason, they went away from the, in the nineties. What the hell was that? Oh my god, was that an Amber Alert? Oh, this is a, a merch alert saying don't go home because of COVID. Stay at home. So that's what it is. Oh, okay. So that's good. 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 good, good. Yours didn't go off. I guess mine's not on uh, private mode. It's on. It's on the moon. Anyway, uh, any anything else? How about a Genesis game? Any, any Genesis game? Man, that you, can, you can any Genesis game that you can improve that you don't like at all. You're the Genesis more Genesis guy than me.
1: Now my brain's turning to mush now, thinking about this.
0: Because you got to think of a bad game in there. I got I got one for. Uh, uh, how about, how about Dragon's Lair? You, 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 uh, you give me more than a, a split second to think about something. <laughs> we'll sure. bring, bring it back to Dragon's Lair. Okay, thanks for that Patreon poll topic. All right, let's do some voicemails, Ian. You can go to anchor.fm slash DCU podcast, and you can leave us a, an audio message through your PC mic or your phone. If, if there's a way you guys can test out your mic to make sure it's not crackle pops, and my ears don't go, I'd appreciate that. Uh, obviously, not everything's under your control. Uh, when it comes to that. Um so uh I, I wish I had the page open as a professional podcaster who was doing this for seven and a half years at this point almost. This from what first one is from there's oh it's two Andrews. This is the first Andrew. Uh here we go Ian
1: Hey dudes it's uh your boy little Robotusin back for a third week oh yeah.
0: Um uh, little Robotus um, I don't know who you are. If you think we're boys, that's cool. I don't know who you are, though. Uh,
1: my question for you guys is if you've heard of the new 2D fighting game they're developing called Serial Killers. Basically, it's a uh, fighting game with serial mascots like Tony the Tiger, the son from Raisin Bran, uh, Lucky Charms Dude, etc., etc. They held open auditions for The Voices. Uh, I personally actually applied for a bunch of them. But uh, if you go on John Riggs's YouTube, uh, he made a video on uh, everything detailing it, and there's a list of the uh, guidelines in the comments. So I was wondering if you guys wanted to maybe try a voice or two live on the air. I'm assuming it's a Pat-only thing, but Ian, if you did it, I would laugh my balls off. All right, bro. Later. All right, bro. Um, I, uh, I, I am not doing I any am... forces.
0: Do <laughs> you want to be Tony the Tiger right now? Like, What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, the campaign was sh- either shut down. It says it's closed. It was Indiegogo it says zero. What were they using real mascots? And in, in that would get shut down lickety split. It looks it? like they're using fairly realistic. Uh, well, no, they're they're, 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 they're not. They're using parodies.
1: Yeah. My name is because Sebastian. All right, I'm looking at the Kickstarter right now. Again. Commandant
0: Crush Terror teeth. Oh, they're ter- pa- they're parodies of them. Yeah. Okay. So why did why did the Indiegogo close? It said, it said zero backers. Here, we look at the update here on this. This happened in November. Request for a refund. We've acquired. Oh, they acquired private funding. Oh, oh, okay. Well, there it is. Well, oh, there you go. Success story. Okay, your zero sure killer games is coming away, but I'm gonna. I'll just do a. They're great. Okay. There, there you, go. you go. There you go. Uh, brah, brah
1: Hello, guys. I hope you will be able to figure out my accent. I'm Andrew. I'm from Ukraine. I'm your longtime fan. And I have a question to Patrick. Uh, I sorry if it's personal. I'm just wondering, uh-huh. what do you do for life? I mean, Ian, he has his own gaming shop. And what about you? My uh, guess is that you're doing some stuff like coding or programming because, because you're able to calculate. Big numbers wow. online. During... Wow, you've really
0: fooled someone.
1: <laughs> uh, see you, podcast. Anyway, uh, thank you. Have fun.
0: Oh, Andrew from the Ukraine. I would have guess. Hello, guys. Oh, I, hope... I would have guessed Eastern European, but they they blend to me that that region. But um, um, what what do I do for life? I uh, I do a podcast. I got projects going on. I I produce stuff. I'm an online. I call myself. If I'm if I'm on a date with someone pre-Covidian. I'd say I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an online content producer, but I also produce offline content. That's what I do. I quit my day job uh, July 2012. It's been eight years since I thankfully quit. When Ian said I was gray, I had no color in my face. You had no color? I had no color. That's what the job did to me. I had no color in my face. Plus I needed some sun, s- sunshine there. Was there anything else there? No, that was it. Uh, but no, I, I, I dropped out of computer science in college, by the way. My father tried to push me that, like no, no. Hey, Pat. My name is Jason. your ah. show. I just want to give you a quick comment ah. on your Dragon's Lair
1: replicated review from Newick Toys a few days ago. And it took me over a year to get my cabinet. It, it's
0: definitely worth the money. I got mine at 90 bucks before shipping, but regardless of 120. Way had over like 2,000 bucks I gotta stop. I, that, that's my ears. Okay, so he got his. He got his uh, Replicate. And he's uh, waited for over a year, and it was good. And you got yours, so you guys agree. Some of, some of these are kind of old. I was happy with that. Yes. Thanks for that, uh, Jason. Oh, Jason has a second one. Okay, I'll try to get this in. Hey, and Pat, this is Jason from Texas. Just wanted to ask Pat a question. Hey, Pat, I know you're a fan of the Rolling Thunder. someone. If Numbecle Designs or New Wave Toys comes out with a mini, uh, version of the, be... I don't want it. If there's a mini version. I probably don't want it. Um, it would be too much of a tease um and plus now i have the real arcade unit i just needed i just needed it work on a little work on it. A, 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 a program rom has to be um reburnt because there were some image issues and i and the controls had to all be ripped out and redone uh, on it the controls are awful i can't crouch you should be able to of the thunder Ian, to crouch instantly from right craft to left craft you can't do it when i played i was like what what's this up i can like stand up and recrouch and i and i couldn't play um, so it has to be redone. The monitor's in great shape. Um, thanks, to, uh, thanks to Skyler for for picking it up for me. Um, I got a good deal on it, but it has to be redone. It, it's in good shape, and that's going to be that's my all-time favorite arcade cabinet. I got it. I want one or two more. That's it. I want I want a Popeye cabinet. That's my favorite early '80s arcade cabinet, and maybe one or two others, and that's it. Um, here we go.
1: Hey Pat. Hey Ian. big fan. Uh, since I value the opinion of both of you, uh, just wondering uh, your favorite dramas and comedies on streaming or on broadcast or cable right now and on of cable? all time. I'm not sure if you guys uh, like that question or not, but anyway.
0: <laughs> hey, have some confidence, Keith. wasn't <laughs> a bad question. At first I thought you were talking about movies, but we did, we did that a couple months ago. If you're talking about TV stuff uh, for dramas. Um, Homicide Life on the Streets is one of the most I mean, it's criminally underrated pardon the pun that was a F- fantastic show it's got it, Munch in it doesn't it yes there was yeah. crossover Munch Munch yeah um, and, and then Andre Brouwer that was like his, one of his big standouts uh, you know one of his big things where people are like holy shit who's this guy um, fantastic show. Mad Men, one of the best shows ever. I Good never finished it. Mad Men, but I, I always say that
1: ma- uh, there's very few dramas that I watch, very few things I watch in general with real live people in them. Uh, I mostly watch cartoons. I don't want to deal with people. Um, But Mad Men, everything I've seen of it is fantastic, and I do plan on going back oh, and finishing fantastic. that someday. Uh, I also really liked uh, the last season, not so much, but I really liked Um Oz. I thought Oz was fantastic. Never saw it. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> Oz. Um, never watched The Sopranos. Never did
0: Breaking Bad or anything like that. I got into Breaking Bad. I think I watched the first three seasons and fell out of it. I, I like Breaking Bad. I do. Um, For comedy, I know it's anime, but I love Archer. I'm in love with Archer. Uh, and, I, and I sort of didn't get there until, say, like three, four years ago. I was like, wow, this is better than I thought it originally was. I went, originally went back and watched most of them. I'm like, wow, yeah, there's some. this is really, really funny and they're still good like 10 years later for me with
1: comedy um, I I don't like a lot of sitcoms I don't like a lot of sitcoms I don't like a lot of TV comedy at all Um, that's where like when I watch TV I usually want it to be something lighthearted or funny Um, that's where cartoons come in my favorite cartoon like in terms of like a comedy cartoon would be home movies I love home movies as far as something with actual um, actors in it, uh, I do like a lot of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Oh, that's oh, that's great. I'm yes. not. I'm 100 nowhere near caught up on it. In fact, after season five or six, well, you I, don't have to be. Though. I've that's seen okay. fairly little of it, but I know
0: that if I decided to catch up, I would. I would enjoy it. It's like three studios almost. Like yes, there's characters that come in, but there's not really like like long arcs or are mostly self-contained there episodes. are things
1: that progress yes. from the beginning to the end but it's not yeah yes. you don't need to watch every episode there's, you know
0: there's the Fat Mac arc for example right exactly where he famously put on like 70 pounds just for the show yep then he lost it and got fucking ripped yep it was like holy shit how did you do that anyway um so if, 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 I, was, I was trying to think of any others the past 10 years of comedy I know I've watched some comedies and got into them but not really yeah I haven't watched it. I like old sitcoms from like the 80s and maybe 90s I love Perfect Strangers but I, new ones I can't even think of a new sitcom that I've, I've enjoyed or watched I they can't. don't exist uh, uh, I mean I don't want laugh tracks anymore
1: again myself. it's it's animated but the closest thing to a a, a sitcom that I've really enjoyed is uh, King of the Hill and that's ancient at this
0: point I don't know if the year 10 years ago I think about it, right if not longer Barbara alright what's next year?
1: Uh. Hey Pat Hey Ian It's Rick Pasley from Indiana
0: Just wanted wanted to say how awesome you guys are What the fuck And and love, love the podcast And just keep it up Peace I'm so, thanks Rick I, I was just trying to. Were you, were you like in a in a prison cafeteria yeah. what the what was what was going on thank there thank you for the kind words what, were they Rick, put, but I was trying to figure out what was happening was that, that the prison the guard pushing you guys yeah. through was I, was, a, I was literally listening waiting for a clank yeah like what they got internet access where, where you're out on your phone or you, your, what, what, listen to the beginning of this hey Pat. what the oh, okay Rick well be, best of luck in the pen while you do your bid Hey
1: Pat, Nean, just got a quick question. Uh, I know you've guys talked about Sega Saturn on the show before, wondering if you had any Sega Saturn memories or maybe favorite games on the Saturn?
0: Uh, any memories? I don't know anyone who had the Saturn. I Okay, I bought it from Funko Land. Probably my first console Funko Land purchase was the Sega Saturn in 98, just for Six Man Scramble. Was that 97 or 98? It was 98 that came out ninety eight because when I discovered because because obviously wrestling games notoriously were horrible you know um at that point you, you know the playstation ones nCC four ones were mostly bad except for a couple of good ones But I didn't have an ncc four but when, when i heard of a 2d when i heard of a 2 d game with like hundreds of wrestlers and every single move that you could imagine for the most part i i, I went out and bought it just for that uh, my Saturn. So that's my that's my old-school Saturn memory. I really didn't know anyone that had one besides my cousins with every console. Like, I don't remember seeing them play anything. I might have seen them play Panzer Dragoon. That's about it. I really don't remember much else.
1: I was trying to find a release date for six-man scramble. Oh, look. Um, so for me, I don't have a ton of memories of the Saturn from when I was younger. Um, my brother, I think, briefly owned one after I moved out and I remember going over there and playing Panzer Dragoon uh, the first two Um, but the Saturn was a system that I did not know a ton about um, until I met Vonnie uh, that's her favorite system, and my Saturn memories largely consist of her and I, like twice a year, we'll hook it up and we'll sit down and we'll try to play through Congo on the Saturn, which is a Saturn-exclusive first-person shooter, and it's miserable. Uh, we're finally at the point where we can generally make it up to the last level, but we can't beat it.
0: Uh, Six-Man Scramble came out December 29th, 96, so I must have discovered it early 2000, excuse me, uh, early ninety seven. Okay. I remember I went to Electronic Boutique. Yeah, 98 would be G, I think. Or 99, around that. But I remember I went out in Electronic Boutique. I remember being cold. And like I said, Electronic Boutique had an import section at the mall. Like, such a weird thing. Yeah, they did for a while. And at that point, I I probably could have still, honestly, in 97, like, there could have been a magical chase sitting right there and, like, some turbo stuff still. Sure. Because that was only, like, a year or two. I mean, they're they're still around in 97 in Japan. Uh, So... Anyway, but uh, that was my only memory of that. All right, uh, Nick. Let's do, uh, let's do one more, and then it's time for lunch. What, time, f- yeah, there, there, time there, for lunch. a few more. You, this is uh, the shortest podcast in, in a while. It's, it hasn't been even 90 minutes, Ian. It's fine. You're getting ornery. It's, it's early. We usually we start earlier today. We, no, gotta, we didn't. We started at like 1045. <laughs> we usually start at 11 to 1130. We've been starting at like 1030. Uh, well, Mr. Time. I'm just time, saying. time cop over here. Do your do, do your split up on in your briefs? You on on the on the I I, I felt I felt the muscles and the pants <laughs> ripping.
1: Hi, Pat, and Neil. And thank you for a great show. I have a question regarding the way we we play video games. So for a long time, there's been no change in in how we approach video games. You have you have a controller for input, and you have some sort of screen for for playing the game um, of the the visual aspect of of playing the game but we're constantly being told that this will change someday. Um, do you think we'll ever get to another stage of gaming? And, and if it happens, when will it be? Uh, thank you very much. And Pat, if I could just one more time hear you saying retro spill mission for the, for the Scandinavian.
0: All right. I was going to say, thank you. I was going to say you're Scandinavian. I was like Norwegian or something. Yeah. Retro spill message. There you go. I was going to say, I was like, that was an interesting accent. Um, Will we get to... I mean, VR's trying to... If have always said, hey, this is the next evolution, and everyone's not... Most people are like, no, I don't want this. No. I don't need it. The, there's... I, I, I don't, evolution! I don't
1: think we'll ever evolve past this way of playing games, just like the basic act of reading is always going to be the basic act of reading. Books didn't uh, die. People thought books would die. They didn't. Playing a video game in the current way is a passive it's passive entertainment it's 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 it's, i mean in terms of you're sitting on a couch and yeah you can get fired up you might jump around you might throw your controller around uh who knows but it's you can do it while sitting down um any other method of really like interacting with a game is going to involve more immersion from us, and I think the next likely evolution is is VR. But as Pat said, and as I've experienced in my own own life of using it, um, I enjoy VR, but it is not a replacement for playing a video game the normal way. Yeah. I don't always want to have to be up. I don't want always have to want to move around. I don't always want to be cut off always from be actual sitting up reality. Or or um, I lay down and yeah, play game. I don't always want to have to move my head around yeah. to, to see stuff. It's it's interesting well, and it's fun and it's definitely as VR gets, as VR gets um, advances and gets more high tech, it's going to become a parallel form of entertainment. But it's not going to replace anything. I
0: I, 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 mean, I, I really don't think it's going to replace gaming. It's had its chance and it, it hasn't. Yeah, it just it just hasn't. Um, I always think about that next generation episode where they get everyone addicted to that game where they put it on the headset mm-hmm. and it like it like does like a dopamine thing. Yeah, they got to put the ball into with your with your mind put the ball in the, in the tunnel and like that funnel thing was You're like, right. remember that episode and it got everyone addicted I was like maybe we'll get to that point when like cause you know people talk about oh well, at some point we're gonna put a chip in your head that you can like access the internet you know and see it basically I'm like maybe that'll happen in our lifetime like you know 30-40 years from now we'll see something like that I mean, you'll be old and gray and be able to Google things, but, but
1: even if uh, you're playing it on a screen in your mind, it's th- still a screen. Th- it's still a screen. There's always going to be the there's always going to be a a market and probably a dominant market, I think, for video games as something that you observe and interact with using some form of controller.
0: All right, a couple more here. Um, let's see. We did the Sega Saturn one. Uh, we did that one. Really? Recording now. Okay. Ian, Pat, Sean Connery here. Just wanted to say, Godspeed, thanks for all the work that you've been doing over these years. I might pop down, haunt the place up. we can discuss Nintendo or 32X games. Uh, yes, I've enjoyed it as much as I've... Running out of steam already, Sean, are you? <laughs> Had the plan? You're asking about 20 seconds in. <laughs> I've enjoyed my various accents: my Russian accent, hello, I'm Russian; my Spanish accent, hello, I'm Spanish; my Irish accent, hello, I'm Irish. Uh, Tommy here from Sheffield. Oh, thank just you. thought I'd say Sheffield, UK. Just thought I'd say hi, Ian. Hi, Pat. Love the show. Listen to it while I'm at work. I still go in the office despite all this COVID nonsense hope you stay safe what's your favorite Terror Brill movie or video games it's so bad but you love it Terror Brill. take care Tommy thanks Tommy you redeem yourself there I thought that I thought it was like okay he's from she- I like that Sheffield uh, I'm trying to learn these different accents in England there's like 17 of them um, I thought it'd be a better Sean Connery being that you're so close to Scotland you're not that far but anyway um, so what's a terrible game that you enjoy Ian? Uh, Tom Sawyer for the Nintendo it's not terrible you didn't. It's it's an average game. Yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah, but you, lot, you lot of a people were, lot of people would. argue. Oh, in general, thing. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, a terrible one that I enjoy. Oh man, I got I gotta think to. Uh... Okay, oh, most people don't like Superman on the NES. I like Superman on the NES. I did a review of it. I like Superman on the NES a lot. Yeah, I know you do. That's one. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. That that'll do it, That'll do it. One more we got here. Um.
1: Hey Pat, hey Ian, this is Ricky from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, huge huge fan, daily listener Um, I just wanted to ask you guys if you could revive one game series from any generation any console, doesn't matter, if you could bring back one game series and put it on next gen or current gen consoles which one would it be? And I appreciate you guys I hope you guys have a good rest of your day Thank you.
0: Thanks for that um, I got a couple in my head. Ian, you. you want to go first? Or?
1: So these aren't uh, super dead ones, but they haven't been around for at least a generation. Um, I would want to see a new Ridge Racer. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Uh, I would absolutely love to see a new Ridge Racer. A new Wipeout. Wipeout got a collection released on the PlayStation 4, but it was uh, the newest game on there was actually a Vita game, and they were re-releases of PS3 Wipeout games. And I had one other one, Ridge Racer, Wipeout, and... Oh, Armored Core.
0: I always... Every year I want a new Armored you're, Core you're game. about Armored Core being the one you want to... I really would like to into. see that series come back. I want to see a proper uh, Space Quest game. I know you did the Space Adventure game. I think there'd be room uh, for Space Quest to come back for an official. Uh, would be seventh game. I think that would be um, something special. Uh, if you can pull off the pull off the humor... We've had a lot more Star Wars movies you can make fun of, and Star Trek things you can make fun of. I mean, God, you, there's a lot to mine. In the past there has been a Space Quest game. Yeah, there really is. There's Tons of material for them tons to of pick sci-fi on. stuff that you can go off on mm-hmm. with Space Quest. I think I think it would write itself, bringing it back uh, there. I say this all the time: Act Raiser, a proper Act Raiser sequel, but in modern days, I think would be amazing. I think if you ex- expand upon the sim part, you, obviously you keep the you need both. You can't get rid of one or the other. That's what makes it act raiser. You can maybe do it in a modern setting. You bring it back and you build in faith in how we treat each other. And there's a way to do it. It's 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 a spiritual game act raiser in extent. I think I, you know that's part of the experience. And there's room for that. Um, you know, having a god character and seeing how people treat each other and things like that, sacrificing and, and honor and things like that. So I think there's there's room for that to come back. And then, uh, and then the easy one, which I see everyone say about why we haven't have not had an F Zero game in forever. Like, yeah, what, just why you can have, you can have your your party racing game. Nintendo should be able to put out a straight racing game, and people love that series.
1: F Zero was great, and uh, when Sega did the GameCube one, it was fantastic. It was very very challenging and brutally fast. And I would love to see a, a, another entry in
0: that series yeah. along those lines. I, th- I think I think it would do fairly well. Because I do too. I don't. I don't think. I mean, Nintendo's like, wow. Did, did, the, did the GameCube one do horribly? I don't see why. No, and it was well reviewed. I mean, that's one thing. Like Nintendo, I think doesn't trust their own stuff. We have three Pikmin games. We we can we can have another. We can have another F Zero game. Like we can. There's yeah. room. For, there's room for that in your in your first party, or second party. You know. You, you know, a library of games that you're putting out. Uh, we'll get another Star Fox. People say, "Oh, well, we'll, we'll get another Star we'll Fox. We'll get another Star Fox, That's Fox eventually. I guarantee you be, there'll be one on the Switch. We'll do that. Or, or if not, just try to re-release the, the Wii U one. I'm surprised they haven't done that yeah, yet. Yeah, fix that one up a little bit. Just, just do that and add some more missions there. Well, thanks for thanks for that. Uh, those those are some inter- interesting ones this time. Interesting. Go to anchor.fm slash to see a podcast. You can also drop us a tip there if you want. You can, you can do, a, do a tip there or you can... Or you can have the Patreon as well, or you can join uh, become a become a, a a member on YouTube as well. Click the join button. All right, that's it for the podcast. As Ian is Ian is hungry, I'm I all of a sudden ravenously hungry. Uh, oh, we had an update uh, during the show. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Frank Cifaldi, his mug is in Game Informer magazine. as part of not for resale Game Informer covered not uh, not for, for resale video game store documentary. The latest issue. Yeah. we we kind of knew it was kind of coming, but um, I, I, I got a tweet about. It. I asked for a, a higher res picture of it um, there and I just received it so wish lovely I had, wish I had that in the beginning of, of the, the, the show there it's a small little article it's like a, less than half a page but there you go I think it's one picture it's uh Frank the other one is looks like Kelsey in the store so you got the, the whole video game history foundation crew featured there Frank Frank getting his name out there he's he's, he's, he's blowing up on us here uh, the other thing that someone uh, tweeted at me was there's a re-release or uh, what? where was it the ActRaiser. Speaking of ActRaiser, uh, I think I guess I guess they're re-releasing the Symphonic album. I think someone tweeted that at me. Oh the, yeah, they final. did. Yep,
1: I saw it. it's a it's getting a vinyl pressing. Oh, oh. yeah, I might have. To Is, pick so that
0: that's up. The, that's the, the the '90s Symphony. It's the same recording. It's not a new recording. It means excellent. Um, so that's that's great news. Maybe that means we'll get a new ActRaiser game while I'm still alive. That would, that would be fantastic. Original soundtrack and Symphonic Suite CD and vinyl editions are. Now available to pre order from Wayo Records, Japanese Music Original Production. So there you go. So you get both the soundtrack, oh, the soundtrack and the symphonic. Oh, yep. Double Digipack CD edition. You get both. Nice. R212s. 68 minutes. Yeah, that sounds nice. That'd be both,
1: 68 minutes, right? Six minutes for both. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Two LPs, twenty eight. What a great idea to put it, put them together there. The LPs are different. Are, are the, okay, but this obviously this it's two two CDs. Okay, it's two CD set, and then it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, like it's it's like it's different sets. Two individual sleeves for the LPs. Looks like okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. You know what? Maybe pa- maybe get, Pat gets a record player. Maybe, maybe Pat tries to get that him and uh, release that clear one finally. I almost bought it a couple times. Oh, I forgot about Not that pressing. They did like yeah. a few hundred of them. It wasn't official, but I almost got it. All right. NES Marathon this Saturday. Go to NES, NESMarathon.com for more information to donate. We appreciate it. It's going to be a fun time. Limited Run is sponsoring it. We're going to have giveaways uh, from Bandai Namco. Uh, some codes. I'll give out some uh, codes as well. And uh, maybe a couple other friends. That I'll talk about with Ian uh, off, uh, off, off off mic here. I'll talk, talk to him about uh, maybe we'll have some more giveaways to go. Woo! We'll see you for some sh- chicanery on Saturday. That's right. Take see care you Saturday.